Doesn't seem quite right, Rob. Seems like there should be a Rob Ryer C in the opening countdown. But maybe it'll be the big build. Rob, maybe people will just feel like, where is he? Where is he? We need our Rob Ryer C. Oh, there he is. There, there I am. There he is. Here That's I am. Podcast listeners, that's a little treat just for the people who are watching this over on YouTube when they can see the video version of this. Um, good morning, Rob. Happy uh, 21st of November. Wow. Good morning, Doug. Holy moly. Uh, yeah. o- overcast, drizzly, and fall day for the people who've been like, man, I wanted to wear the heavy flannel finally this this fall here in Minnesota. Maybe get a pumpkin latte. Today's, yeah. your, today's your day in Minneapolis. How's it snuggled away outside of Fayetteville, Arkansas? It, it, Cold and rainy. Uh, it, Vanessa referred to it yesterday as um, it is uh, Hallmark movie sweater weather. Sweater weather. <laughs> but not not just any sweater, like the big oversized Hallmark uh-huh. movie sweater. We don't we're not big Hallmark holiday movie people. Uh, do, do you watch a lot of Hallmark? Hallmark holiday movies. Don't think I, I don't think I have. You I know, did see a headline. Professional, though, that professional like a, businesswoman, you know, moves uh, okay. to her back to her, visits her hometown and meets the, uh, you know, the apple farmer who, you know, I don't know. Oh, no, you keep know. going, please. I, no, I, I need, mean, this is the kind of hope I need in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like they're all the same, right? Aren't they? I don't know. I did see a headline that was something like the 500th one there uh, of these movies or some maybe not 500 yeah. some number some important number of of these movie these movies that have now been made and uh and that's uh that's happening but no i haven't watched one you know it'd be great is if people had a favorite um uh, you know like my, my favorite was 1997's uh oh, thanksgiving yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh hey check it a little check in from alex uh, alex here uh cloudy in tampa bay florida man oh Wow. What's cloudy. happening in the world? I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 even cloudy in the Sunshine State. It's Sunshine State, right? Hmm. Florida? Yeah. I started to think for a minute that was Arizona because that is a real real sunny place. Yeah. And uh, yeah. a heart, hearty hello from, from Danny. Danny, how's yeah. the weather where you are, wherever that is? <laughs> and uh hey how how are the political uh how are the political storms brewing, Rob? That's what we're gonna be uh talking a bit about yeah. today. But before we started, I had a little tip. Uh, now this might not be useful for everyone, but anyone mm-hmm. who takes screenshots on yeah. their computer, yeah, I take a lot of screenshots on my phone. Like the images mm-hmm. that you will see on the side when we get to talking about news articles today, those are screenshots often taken from my my mm-hmm. computer. I, I take a lot. I'm not sure yeah. why I always take a lot. Uh, n- now that I'm trying to think of the reason I take screenshots, I can hardly come up with one. Mm-hmm. But over the course of the day, I don't know. I will take. Uh, I will take many of them. Do, do you do the same thing? Do you take a lot of screenshots? Um, I am at the point now where, especially with my phone, I'll take a screenshot like that I want to text to somebody or, oh. you know, send to someone. Take the screenshot, um, text it from the like edit uh, uh, section and then delete it immediately. Okay, so it yeah. does. it never lands in my photos. Yeah, and on your phone, it actually it lets you even do that. Like, do you want to keep this thing yeah. or not? It's great. But on your computer, do you yeah. do you take many? Well, here, here's what I'm getting at. I'll yeah. stop with the yeah, leading yeah. questions. You have a setting in, I use an Apple Macintosh uh, computer. Uh, 
I don't know if it's, is it still called the Macintosh? Uh, it's a MacBook, yeah. MacBook Air. Yeah. Macintosh book, uh, Air. Yeah. There's a setting of w when you take a screenshot, when you, whatever it is, you know, control, command, four, take a screenshot, where it's going to put it. It defaults to putting it on your desktop, which I can understand why they would, because mm -hmm. they probably thought, hey, that's easy yeah. to get to. People yep. don't know where these things go, the magic of computers. But when you get a lot of them, your desktop becomes full of screenshots. Yes. Simple little tip. You can set mm -hmm. up a separate folder called screenshots. There you go. On your computer. And then they're just there all there. You never, ever have to delete them. And they don't clutter things up. Uh, I mean, automate you your life, Doug. find and all your screenshots. I, I'll yeah. tell you, this has just been a, a And then a if you sort it, so if so, it's sorted by, uh, by date taken, most recent, like oh. it's just right there. Oh, brilliant. Do you, do you already do this? Have you, do you, have you already have a separate folder for your screenshots? I don't. Separate from your desktop? But this, okay. is, but the, but this is brilliant. I was going to say, if, if you've been holding that out on me, I, I, we need to go through a long list of other things you might know. Listen, I, tips I'm, yeah, I mean, I see, I am, I'm much more in favor of, I don't know, uh, AI, I think, than, than you might be. I think you might think that AI is a little bit like the, uh, you know, ranked choice voting of technology. No, I'm all that for it. It's just, it's just going to, you know, destroy, it. you know, kill us all eventually. Um yeah, so I'm always looking for ways to automate my life and make things easier and more sure. effective and efficient. Sure. Does AI do that for you? I mean, I mean, I guess oh, yeah. overall, what, but how yeah. how does how does the artificial intelligence do that for you? That's automating your life in some way. Like yeah, I know AI some... is in my Alexa and my Siri and all the rest of this stuff. Yeah, not, not my yeah. There's, I mean, I use I use a number of extensions and apps and oh. things that. Uh, oh, you should do video yeah. on that. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I. The reason I know how to do it is because I have watched videos about them. Yes. Which is why I should probably do my own. But. Mm -hmm. yeah. With yeah. all the content from those videos for the people who follow you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like it's like having a gas station on your corner. Uh, That's so right. You're, you're, the, you're, the, you're the corner guest. Hey, also, just one final tech tip. Mm -hmm, Anybody mm -hmm. who does copying and pasting, mm -hmm. there's a little app. I don't know how much it costs. Sometimes it's free. It might be $1.99 or $9.99 or $19.99. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It's worth it. It's called Paste. And it keeps all of your pastes. So when you copy and paste something, then you hit Command E, and it just shows up a little toolbar at the bottom of your computer and on your phone of all the paste that you've done, and you can sort them, and they're all there. Because if, like me, you used to have, like, you get one paste, and it just it just replaces it. You know, it's like it was like in high school having one girlfriend at a time. Like you you don't get to carry around three or four of them. Nope, you got to you got one, you get a new one, you get rid of the old one. That's the way paste was. Now. I, I don't have to have a girlfriend-like relationship with the things I, I copy and paste. They're all there forever and yeah. always. It is tremendously helpful. This so, uh, I, Tech, tech tips did, on a Tuesday. When did we become the Kim Commando show? I don't know. I don't know. When, when Kim I Commando, was, that's a deep cut. That feels like a deep cut right there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Kim Commando. When, when I was copying and pasting something or, I don't know, oh, doing a screenshot. Screenshotting and, yeah, and, uh, George Santos. George Santos. Yeah, that's, that's how. <laughs> And and I think of this a lot. That's like, what everyone uh, needs. You we need everyone. You now will have a picture of George Santos on your computer for the rest of your computer's lifetime. 
Yeah, you know what else is fabulous is we're sitting here, you know, chit-chatting, talking, you know, because it's a friendly podcast. Our podcast, yeah. we want it to feel like you're yeah, hanging yeah. around with your neighbors. We're at the coffee shop. We're 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 talking yeah. about the important things of life, right? We're, yeah. we're doing that. Meanwhile, in the text comments in YouTube, people are just getting to know each other and about yeah. where the, where Mike lives in Chatting New Orleans. About where and, they live <laughs> and what the weather is. It's I don't awesome. care what we're talking about. It, but yeah. it could very well have just turned the speaker down. We we are uh, background now noise. Yeah, now we're just we are. my favorite. <laughs> We are My background favorite. noise for the common good community. Yeah. Are you one of those people where you work well in a, like sometimes you need to go into a place with a little hubbub going yeah, on, yeah. a little sound in the background? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I am. Um, I, I, I tend to work in spurts. I'm a, I'm a spurt worker. I don't know if that's a thing um, where I will be highly productive for a, for a short period of time and we'll get, this deserves More a clear done. cut. Okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. We'll get uh, we'll get get lots and lots done in a short period of time, oh, and yeah. then I need a change of scenery. Um, like I could work at this desk for a while, and then I got to go sit on the back porch and work, oh, and then I got to go to the coffee shop, or not the coffee mm. shop. The let's be honest, it's not the coffee shop. I got to go to the cigar shop and work, mm -hmm. and uh, and I, I just got to move around a little bit. Mm -hmm. I need a little change of scenery, um, and I do like a little bit of background noise, though. At the cigar shop, my goodness, there is a guy who comes in and turns uh, the TV on. And listen, I'm not opposed to the TV being on, but it is really? so he turns it on so loud that like it's got to be, um, you know, earbuds in. And I, you know, I depending on the work, I like to have a little uh, instrumental music, some of the deep focus uh, playlists on Spotify. Other than that, I can listen to a podcast, listen to music, but, mm -hmm. uh, but if I'm really, if I'm creating, if I'm like writing, if I'm, well, let's be honest, if I'm having chat GPT, write something for me, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, then I, then I need to, I need to have, uh, you know, the, the deep focus music on yeah, that's just yeah. instrumental. I, I've been, I've been seeing some headlines about the, the, is oh. it the Chat GPT CEO yeah. who was fired by the yeah. board? I yeah. I, I yeah. just refuse to oh. get involved in this. Like the way we just. take like business CEOs and turn them into celebrities oh. and then turn celebrities into drama news. Yeah, I cannot it, yeah. stand it. So I don't yeah. I don't read it. But tell me what's all going on. What's what's going on with the Chat GPT guy? <laughs> uh, but he was he was shockingly fired. Sam Altman, the uh, CEO yeah. of OpenAI, which is the company that created Chat GPT. Uh, shockingly fired by the board. Um, his, uh, his, um, kind of business partner resigned in protest 700. I read today that 700 of the 770 employees of open AI are uh -oh. ready to resign. Um, Wow. Um, he, he he had the rank and file with him around there, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we use um, union talk? One of, we're talking yeah, about you know high tech. One of the uh, one of the board members um, tweeted that he regrets his involvement and uh, yeah. and yeah. And Why now did they the fire uh, him? Do, you know? do, do you know? No, there's nobody knows. Like oh. it hasn't been publicly announced. Um, Microsoft announced that they hired him. Um, but that seems to be like didn't take long yeah less than a day but he hasn't said anything about that and it seems like he wants to go back to open ai back to chat huh. gpt so oh. 
I don't it it is there's high drama in the world of AI right now at, at the risk of being Robert Kennedy Jr. and therefore having this flag warning put mm. on this video yeah all of this stuff just feels like it's it, this is particularly with chat GPT and kind of a open AI all around they've become masterful at getting themselves in the news about newsy stuff, yeah. you know, going before yeah, yeah. Congress and like, we're so powerful, yeah. you need to regulate us. Please, please hold us back from destroying the world because we're so powerful. Like they, they just do this stuff and I'm all for it. I didn't, uh, it's not, yeah. sound like I'm not for it. All of this just feels like it is unnecessary, right? <laughs> like why? Is, I, I don't know. It, what, it, it feels Elon Musk, like it feels like it's out of that genre of... Mm tech leaders and business owners or business uh, uh, heads that also we, when I'm on a first name basis, you know, kind of the old Henry Ford, Jack Welch kind of thing. I, I don't know. I, I find it, I find it less than appealing. Um, am, I, am I off on anything there or is this, I, I don't know. Do you see what I'm getting yeah. at? Like it was a little yeah. bit that way with Steve Jobs yeah. too. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. I don't care. I don't care who the CEO. I don't care hey, at this all. Isn't, who this cares isn't who the, the CEO of ChatGPT is? The, I mean, the board well, I mean, should or whatever. Yeah, the board the, shareholders. I imagine. Okay, yeah, all right. yeah. How many times do you think they're sitting around like, you know, Apple was doing fine, and then the board fired Steve Jobs, and then they almost sold it off to Microsoft for zero dollars, and then it came roaring back when they brought Steve Jobs back. So never let a CEO go, and CEOs should are always the key to the company and. You know that that story, yeah. which which was true. I mean, all that stuff yeah. I just I just yeah, mocked yeah. by tone of voice yes. is actually is actually what happened. Yeah, uh, pretty probably. much. All right, hey Rob, I asked uh, I asked SIRI today. Um, I have to keep it quiet. Mm. If um, how many days it was until November fifth, twenty twenty four, and mm -hmm. obviously you might, might know why. That's the end of elections. That's the end of voting day which yep. I think we need now need to start referring to what we used to call election day. Mm -hmm. it, it technically is mm, not even election day. day. It's not even election day because the election, I, I don't know. It's complicated. Yeah. It's now met. It's always has been many weeks of voting. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's absentee ballots that people can receive and they get, so anyway, voting is a season and the end mm -hmm. of voting is uh, somewhere between six and 8 PM local time to wherever someone is. Uh, on November 5th. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's 350 days. Criminal if it's six, by the way. You mean actually criminal or you think it just shouldn't be six? Uh, I think it should be against the law for it to be six. Only people who don't work a standard work time need to vote. That's what they're getting <laughs> at. That's what they're getting at. It used to be like white male landowners. Yeah. Now we're just keeping with the spirit of 1776, you know, for the libertarians among us who just want to get back to the, oh, to the good old Doug, days. Doug, libertarians had a big win. Really? Yes. They renounced the, their, their false beliefs and, and walked away from no, them and the, set them uh, that, afire. That weird haired guy in, uh, in is Argentina, Venezuela. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that guy, the, yeah. Bing, bing, uh, bing. That libertarian dude. Yeah, that's... Okay, um, but Argentinian libertarianism might even have a different flavor and variant. Yeah, we'll see. 
Uh, like when the French hear you yeah, talk I, about the libertarians, they they they're in another they're in another yeah. thing. Yeah. I I don't mean to to derail you on nah, your uh, all right. your conversation I've, about the importance of voting. Yeah, the importance of voting. Uh, anyway, three hundred and fifty days. Yeah, it could yeah. look as goes North Carolina, so goes the country. Some people argue, and in North Carolina, a mayor's race was solved by the flip of a coin. When the election happened a couple weeks ago, the one that we said nothing important was happening, well, that's not true for a couple of guys in North Carolina. 970 votes were cast for each of the top two vote getters. <laughs> the same number, 970. And rather than, and like counting day, they figure, and rather than like maybe there's an absentee ballot somewhere, maybe we need to have all the ballots examined, which you could do quite quickly. Um, they didn't contest it. They walked into an office sat down, the head of the elections commission, great line from the article, went to his office. And you know what he did, Rob? He grabbed a silver dollar. Hey. Who has a silver dollar in their office? This is a guy prepared for, oh. <laughs> prepared for a tight election. Oh. I love everything about this story. Comes back in yeah. the room, and I haven't seen a video, but I hope someone pulled out their, their phone and put it on slow-mo mode. Mm. While that guy flipped that coin, flips the coin, silver dollar. Just imagine this in slow mo. Oh, look at that. Look at, I got the thing on my screen. Look, look real quick. Oh, you missed it. I, I saw a, it. I had a thing on my screen. Yeah. I flicked That's the thumb up. Um, by the way, podcast listeners only, things show up because of uh, software inside of a Macintosh now with hand gestures. And every mm. once in a while, I get things. Flipped the coin. There it is. Flipped a coin and. It went in the air, hit the table, bounced off the table, rolled on the floor, spun around, and landed on tails. And now yeah, there's a new They mayor. have to get on their hands and knees to see who won. They ran over, and the guy who won said it was the longest roll that I've ever imagined. Like, so much was on the line. <laughs> so it's and so it's the American article, democracy at its best. It's the toss of a coin. That, yeah. I, this this is like, I mean, with all the close elections, right? We have uh, new new Dauphin County Commissioner uh, Justin Douglas to 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 talk about who won by forty seven votes or something. A vote come a good candidate uh, a couple of Tuesdays ago. We've got some stories to tell. It could come down to the toss of a coin in some of these states, and uh, we don't we don't want it to come to that. But anyway, a new mayor, Robert Burns, is now the mayor. Uh, because, and, and then the, the other guy who who called heads and it landed on tails, he got to call it the oh. other fella. Oh, does so, that haunt you? Does that just haunt you? Says, and he's probably like, no, 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 I was a captain of the football team. I was captain of football. We always call heads. Like, I'm committed to heads. I'm a heads caller. That's it. Just, he's a heads guy. Know, heads guy. <laughs> heads guy. <laughs> um, uh, I don't even know what I was saying. No. Anyway, uh, flip of a coin, and uh, oh, oh, oh! The, the guy who lost, who called heads, said to the said to the reporter, "I just want to be clear: we did not lose the election; we lost the coin toss." Oh, I love it! <laughs> that is excellent spin. Isn't that, that is beautiful? Fantastic. We didn't lose the election; I lost a coin toss. Oh, man, I love it. 
um, maybe they can find a power sharing agreement like they have to do in parliamentary uh, places. <laughs> so anyway, three, 350, uh, 350 days until the coin toss of American democracy uh, flies in the air with a, maybe a yeah. Susan, Susan B. Anthony dollar or Susan B. Anthony's dollars or were they yeah. 50 yeah. cent pe- yeah. a dollar? It was a dollar, and uh, yeah, we should travel with one of those when we get back on the road here in 2024. Yeah. We should have, we should we should re- we should reenact all this. We don't want this to come down to a Susan B. Anthony flip of a coin, um, yeah. or a flip of a Susan B. But, Anthony coin. But it might be more difficult for it to be determined by votes because uh, courts have ruled that um, I don't know voting rights. Meh, who needs them? Yeah, right? yeah. Let's not be so uh, let's not be so precious about your voting rights. Uh, yeah. This this is a startling headline. Federal appeals yeah. court wants to kick it up to the Supreme Court, which look maybe that maybe that's how it works. I don't know how federal appeals courts posture themselves. Maybe they feel like this is something that needs to get the Supreme Court. But anyway, they overturned uh, a lower appellate court decision about who can bring a claim of voting rights act violations so they're not technically overturning the voting rights things that have already taken place determinations and judgments they're not even saying we don't have a voting rights act they are saying the only person with authority to bring a claim of a voting rights violation is the attorney general of the united states as a federal uh, designate that's that's what it's about. So saying that a, a, a standard group can't file a lawsuit claiming a, a violation of Voting Rights Act, which is the way it's been uh, up until this point, which allows there to be a lot of claims against voting rights, uh, about voting rights violations. And then those then those make their way up and they become determinations. And so this is a big deal to um Say that only the only the attorney general has the uh, has the authority to do so. So so maybe they'll have to change some language inside of of the bill, voting rights bill, or something. Uh, but but that's that's what's that's what this is about. Yeah, it's um it's you know it's deeply disturbing. Uh, you know we have I I have a when it comes to voting rights I have kind of this um uh, operating principle that we need to make voting easier not harder like that just need to make it does this make it easier for people to vote or does it make it more difficult for people to vote and when you bottleneck the challenges to people's ability to um redress grievances related Mm -hmm. to the vote their voting rights Mm -hmm. um like that seems like it ultimately has the effect of making it harder for people to vote and so i just i i think in a democracy in a constitutional republic a democratic republic whatever speaker mike johnson would like to call it because he doesn't want to call it a democracy in our system of government we need to make it easier for people to vote. That's why polls need to be open longer. Um, That's why early voting, mail-in voting, like like, automatic registration. Why should you have to register to vote? Yes, yes, yes. What, like, what is that? What is that? Are you, 
are you an adult who's a citizen in this country? Yeah. You can vote. Uh, we need to make it easier for people to vote, not harder. And, and, uh, and only adults? Why? Why? Okay, we can talk about no, that too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know either. Um, I, I just, I, it, so something like this, where we have seen deliberate attempts, particularly by the Republicans, to um, to draw maps that that disenfranchise voters, congressional district mm-hmm. maps that disenfranchise voters. We've seen uh, purging of voter rolls uh, in ways that that really question whether or not um, things are being done mm-hmm. on the up and up um, to disenfranchise voters. Yep. Something like this just kind of goes in line with that this thing of like, wait a minute, what are we doing here? Are we we taking steps backwards, yep. making it more difficult for people to vote instead of easier to vote. And that's a, that's yeah, I'm with a, you. I, I heard a, a terrific, I listened to a podcast called stuff. You should know. Do you know this podcast? Oh yeah. Big fan of stuff. You should I, know. I like it. It's, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've just like so much about it. They, they had an episode on crunchy peanut butter that I listened to during the pandemic and mm. I, I laughed myself to tears and just yeah. loved it so much. Are you a crunchy uh, peanut butter guy? Uh, honey, I am tonight. Uh, yeah. Literally, I mean, just before this, yeah, yeah. My my, my yeah. regular breakfast is a piece of toast with peanut butter on it, a little crunchy soft, peanut butter, soft spread of jelly, and then a fried egg on top, and then I eat it open oh, face okay. with a knife and a fork. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> breakfast, yeah. Of champ, real breakfast <laughs> yeah. of champions. I like, I like it. And uh, like it. the the crunchy, crunchy peanut butter, butter crunchy. works in that. Crunchy. Yes. Yeah, I'm a I'm a creamy peanut butter guy. Yeah. Yeah. On a sandwich, I'd be totally a creamy peanut butter guy. Or if it's just going to be toast, open face toast with a spread of peanut butter and Doug, a little bit you, of honey, a little bit of honey drizzled, drizzled over the top, creamy, yeah, Doug, creamy all day. Yeah, Doug, yeah. were you among? Are you one of these people that thinks that mm-hmm, chips probably. doesn't go with a, sa- a sandwich? No, I think chips go with a sandwich. I don't yeah, think tortilla. Could, I don't. I, you can't have a tortilla chip. Sometimes I have to have tortilla chips, and I really feel like I'm breaking the rules. You can't have tortilla chips oh, yeah, in a sandwich without yeah without salsa. They have to have unless salsa, it's Doritos. Yeah, yeah, unless yeah, it's Doritos. Oh, yeah, Doritos somehow, because so, they're flavored. Yeah. So I could have nacho cheese flavored with yeah. a turkey I'm sandwich. I'm trying to remember, like, we had some we had some people, where, I was on the Vocoming Good Tour, we had some people who were like, you don't eat chips with a sandwich. Yeah, who was about? that? Yeah. I don't know, was it Yeah, like Brandon? Dan. It was like Brandon Dan. Or it was Dan? like producer Dan. Yeah. My, oh, my I, goodness. I'm going okay. to accuse Dan until he watches this and says it was not him. I think, it, I think it's I, Dan. I think it was him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it was like, chips are okay with... A peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but not okay with like a deli meat sandwich. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was very tuned in. Yeah, he had a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you Which, even talking about? Yeah, no. I, I what are we it. talking about? Well, right that's now. how I am about tortilla chips on, with sandwich sandwich combo. You can't have them unless they're flavored with fake nacho cheese. But yeah. uh, th- there was stuff a there was know. a recent episode on stuff you should know. Uh, another great podcast that if you're going to listen to two podcasts, let this be one and that be another. Uh, not necessarily in that order, um, about voting, uh, the history of voting and voting rights in the United States. And they, they made an interesting point that the first disenfranchised group in the United States who organized federal movements to enfranchise them, you know who it was? So you're going to love it. White men mm. who weren't landowners. Like the first group who felt they had to get out and protest and and change legislation and work for it, white men. And their point was, 
every single group of people has had to yes. fight for the vote. There was a revolution yes. for the first group, <laughs> white mm-hmm. male landowners. Then it became white non-male, white male non-landowner, and then it's just kept going. And yep. that's the thing about uh, the United States, and it's kind of true about a lot of things. The origin story really sets the narrative. Yeah. And it, it's very hard to ever get out of it. So this particular story we're talking about now with voting rights is like this is about as a classic American as you get. Who gets to vote, for what, and when. And do you know what people didn't vote for for a long, long time? Senators. <laughs> yep. The, like, yeah, the, I think senators voted, were chosen by state legislatures. By state legislatures, Yeah. Which yeah. kind of freaks out some of us who hear the people talking about the power of the state legislatures to actually pick the president and all the rest of it. And maybe the president, too, was, was picked. But anyway, mm-hmm. there was like very local representative form of, of constitutionalism. And then those people elected the person who yeah. was going to be in charge. Which kind of like we in, do with the Speaker of the House or the, the, yeah. the majority Which of the leader, in leader a the day and age where there's not like the easy dissemination of information. There's not easy travel around. You elect a leader that you trust, you know, from your local yeah. area. And that makes sense. We don't live in that kind of world anymore. You know, we live in a world where, uh, you know, my senators can communicate with me, even though I've got one, you know, I've got one who lives not far from me. And then I've got one who lives in Virginia, um, you know, just uses his, parents uh address he's a traditionalist he's a family he's a he's a family traditionalist he's just still looking at you uh, looking at you tom cotton uh yeah so uh you know in this day and age we like we have the ability for candidates to connect with voters totally makes sense in you know previous yeah previous time okay but Oh, Wait, I no, thought you, you were interrupting me. I, I did. I did. I thought you. I thought you were finished, and then, and then, and then you, you pivoted. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting on you. Uh, like it's like like at the four way stop when you're like, dude. I thought yes. you were. You go. I thought you. I, you are you finishing that? Yeah. Do, do you have another? Go, go, go ahead. There's a lot of voting advocates who rightly remind us that not everyone has the same level of access to be communicated to. Yes. By our representatives, both because of economics, Mm -hmm. technology, language, Mm -hmm. culture. So there's a thing that tends to happen to the majority of us in a culture where we think that what's happening with the majority of culture is just sort of what's normative. And I know it can be irritating and sometimes it's unnecessary, but often it's crucial to hear people say, but hold on a minute. We can't just go to that format. There are some people who push back on mail-in voting for this very same reason. There's a whole mechanism by which you have to receive a ballot mailed to a mailing address. And so there's some complications to it. So the question of not only who gets to vote, how they vote, and under what time period, it is ongoing work. And we we do need to talk about it more often, and it can become really easy for Republicans to say things like, well, we have to keep illegal people from voting. And, and they can just stop saying that because they're, that's not a problem. 
we, we know it. We've looked into it. Everybody's looked into it. It's not a problem. In fact, the I think the 17 people that maybe were arrested in 2020 for voter fraud, I think they all voted for Trump. Like they were all Trumpers. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. So, okay, fair enough. Can you all get, get off the 17 people and, and stop yeah. with this nonsense? Um, yeah. Wasn't uh, Mark Meadows one of them? <laughs> very well could have been. And, and he very well may not be able to vote in some, some places in the future. But anyway, yeah, no, yeah. This, is a, this is a big thing. Yeah. We're going to talk a lot about it. Um, yeah. And the mechanism, mechanisms for voting is a big deal and when yeah. and how <laughs> and all the rest. Watch this transition, Doug. No, you do it. I, I've just I've been working on my transitions lately on the podcast. I don't know if <laughs> you noticed that, trip. but watch, watch this one. Watch this one. Uh, voters in New York are not going to have the opportunity to vote for uh, Representative George Santos. That 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 was not for what George Santos did or didn't do. That was for your transition. That was that was just an applause for your transition. Well done, Robert. Yeah. So the uh, the House Ethics Report came out. Uh, the long-awaited House Ethics Report about George Santos, uh, Congressman from uh, uh, from New York. Um, there were several people um, who, when George Santos, when other congressmen from New York, other Republican. Republican Congress people from New York introduced a resolution saying uh, that George Santos should be expelled from the House of Representatives. Um, many Congress people voted against that um, yeah. that uh, expulsion, um, including people like Katie Porter and yeah, Jamie Raskin mm -hmm. and uh, and folks like that, saying that due process needed to to run run its course before they made. A, a, a decision of punishment and, and specifically saying, uh, well, let's see what the, the House Ethics Report um, yeah. says uh, before we make this decision. Well, that report is out. It is damning. Uh, it, you know, it finds that George Santos has done, um, you know, all of the things and more that he's been accused of, uh, including kind of the, some of the new, uh, the new revelations where that you know, he used campaign funds, um, those small dollar donors, um, yeah. you know, helped, uh, you know, fund his OnlyFans uh, habits. And, Which is uh, what? Is that is that like an, an adult uh, sex yeah, website? Yeah, it's just... like porn on demand. It's like you oh. content. It's it, it's for content. I, I, I See, I don't know. I don't I, even I know am, what it is. I, I thought I would I ask am you. I'm sounding quickly, like Rob. I'm an OnlyFans expert here, which is uh -huh. horrifying. It's a content creator thing where you create content only for your fans, and they pay for oh, it. I see. So, are, are you happy you would, with the are you happy with the user interface there? Oh I mean, yeah, do you yeah. Feel like it's, do you feel like yeah. it's top notch? I mean, notch? and I mean, the, like the really great thing is the ability <laughs> to automatically put my screenshots into a folder. Yeah. See, that's <laughs> that's my level of interest in in uh, in what we could pull off. Not uh, not. not yeah. following a particular star yeah. of adult yeah. Uh, film. Yeah. So apparently, you know, George, George Santos was uh, using campaign funds on, you know, on OnlyFans, and, you know, some of the, you know, embarrassing <laughs> things are like makeup companies and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, all of this to say, this guy is not a serious person. He never should have been elected to the house of representatives. Um, with this report coming out, several people who voted against his expulsion um, 
announced that, yeah, we're going to vote to expel, expel him. And he announced uh, that he will not be running for re-election. So George Santos will be a one-termer. Um, I think he made that announcement in hopes of staving off a uh, um, staving off being expelled. Uh, I think that's the way that uh, you know he keeps from being expelled is by yeah, saying, sure. "Okay, oh, okay, I won't run right. again." You know, don't expel right. me. I, I got it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this guy is soon he's probably going to gonna be... have a tough t- tough time raising money. Even small dollar donors are going to have a little bit of hesitation yeah, like, uh, chipping in their five dollars. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to rush get over the top. Rush five dollars now, smash that that button. Uh, you know, it's just, um, you know, I we are close to the George Santos era being over, and yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, he'll be a a, a trivia qu- answer to a trivia question. Someone that someday will be like, hey, you remember that George Santos guy? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that like he's gonna be out of our hair. And, uh, and will, you know, yeah, but he may, he may find a way to be around. I'll tell you the thing, the thing about this cat like running against Chuck Schumer or something like that. Sure. I mean, whatever, like, like, okay. So again, Jacob, whatever his last name is, the QAnon guy is running for Congress as we talked about last week. Okay. Oh, thumbs down. Yeah. As we talked about last week. Um, so is George Santos going to be out of our hair? Maybe not, but, but look, at least here's the thing in, in the last five years, we have had a number of things happen in this country that have been newsworthy that in 25 years, when people look back on the video footage and photos, they're going to be like, what the crazy was going on back then? There was this congressman who wore like this red jacket and these crazy shoes and these glasses. Like they're going to look back with nostalgia. He always wore a sweater. Yeah, he's in a sweater and crazy jackets. His <laughs> outfits are, are are something. And I mean, you know, I mean, all those all the street actions and protests and things that have gone on. Th- this is like the way I look back on the '60s and the '50s when you're like watching these old photos and films of yeah. Senate hearings, and you're like, look at these people, how they dressed and what. They, I mean, oh, George Santos, I, right in the bullseye of the, the Ken, quirky yes. character. The in Ken politics. Burns, the Ken Burns American Experience documentary about George Santos, forty years from now oh, is going to be fantastic. It, it and so at least that right for for all, all the things and I can't think about George Santos without the utter level of frustration about New York Democrats and mm-hmm. whatever went on in New York State that allowed them to lose the number of seats and therefore lose control of the house and therefore set this country again. I mean, it, yep. it puts me in, you know, yep. um, you know, Anthony Weiner territory with Huma's laptop level of frustration. Yes. Also some New Yorkers, by the way. And I love New York. I have a family that live in New York. I'm a New Doug, I get, you but know, come I, on I, New York. Could we, yeah. could we, could we button up here? Could we, could we yeah. straighten up for the sake of democracy and stop with just the nonsense that comes out of this? And that's just the Democrats. I'm not even blaming the people who voted for George Santos. He never should have won that seat. Democrats Doug. should have made it impossible in a yes. state like like New York, in a district like his. Yes. All right. Rant, rant complete. I'm gonna take a screenshot of this. That was Please a hot do. take. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a screenshot and send it to you. 
Um, you know, when you're on Facebook and you like Facebook suggests friends to you, yeah, sure. you know, like, Hey, somebody you might know, here's a, here's, you know, suggest a friend. Do you know who Facebook has been suggesting to me as a friend lately? Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner. Really? Really? The real one? Re- yeah. Yeah. I, I will screenshot it and send it oh, to you. Oh, no, no. Send that friend request. <laughs> Let's get that guy on here. I'd like to chit chat for a little bit now that his not now that his I don't know current or former wife is now an MSNBC special correspondent. Mm. Um, I, I'd love to have him on and just chit chat for a little bit about his use of his wife's computer for all the nonsense that he did while it contained emails that he shouldn't have had access to, which cost people their confidence in a candidate in 2016 and sent the country. Yeah. Anthony Weiner. You're welcome everybody for that reminder for that, for that, okay. that little, that little I'm reminder. Cur- I'm, I'm now on Facebook what, seeing of, a- of what God, Seeing if I can get the Anthony Weiner friend uh, suggestion, because um, you know they cycle these things around. But so sure. you make a make a clever transition to something else. But. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, you know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to push a button because I can't remember. Hey, this this war in Hamas, um, uh-huh. the the war in Israel, I think it's going to come to an end in at least a temporary fashion in sometime today. It sounds like from the the reports that are coming out of the White House and other places today that Hamas and in Israel are going to work up a truce of some kind, which would involve the release of hostages. There is no level at which this hasn't just been simply horrible. Yeah. The, since October 7th, it's been terrible. Before October 7th, it was, it was unlivable for Palestinians in many places, including the West Bank, for... Netanyahu tying in with the most extreme religious zealots and continuing expansions in the West Bank and all the things that have gone on, uh, uh, all of the, it is just, it is, it is the, the people want, wanting there not to be a two-state solution, including Netanyahu and other people in the Israeli government, uh, just totally setting aside anything for the, it's been horrible, right? full stop. And not to, you know, quick rewind and flash back to this podcast, but every war ends with a negotiation. That is how they end. Mm-hmm. The surrender or the general giving up happens when the two sides say, we will stop with the warring part. Point being... Things are not solved by the wars. They're not solved by the bullets and the bombs and the violence. That creates a condition that is so untenable that people have to then negotiate. So it's always the negotiation. It's always the diplomats. It's always the people trying to find the next way forward. And when we're convinced by people who want there to be war that war is the thing you have to do, do whatever you can, my advice would be, to caveat that with until we get to what will be the ultimate solution. And don't tell yeah. ourselves yeah. that war is the thing and the military and these people keep us safe. 
That is not how it works. And it, it creates a mindset that, 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 I don't want to be overly theological on a Tuesday, but the myth of redemptive violence is oh, a phrase preach. that is very common in, in our understanding of human interactions, that we create this myth that yeah. somehow there's redemption that comes through violent acts on each other. It's and it is every, every superhero movie, every Matt Damon movie, every, like every, like this is like the born movies, like every, every Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. Every, taken, every myth from mythology. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like this is a story we tell ourselves over and over and over again, that the, that the the path to what we want, the path to peace, the path to redemption of whatever it is, it's redemptive violence. It's shock and awe. It's overwhelming, overcoming violence. Yep. That you know that if you do something to me, I'm going to do something even greater to you, and like that's the path. And it 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 is something that we have just convinced ourselves of. Yes. Yeah, and and there's an entire apparatus in place to perpetuate it. Now, uh, look, we, as a pacifist, I will say, we have to acknowledge as pacifists that we live in a world in which violence and military violence, state-sponsored military violence, is baked in. Mm -hmm. To be a pacifist is not to say, I'm gonna close my eyes and pretend that's not the world. It is to remind us that it doesn't have to be this way and even when we use it, we're using it for one particular set of outcomes, and we shouldn't extend the benefits of that violence beyond their very limited amount of impact. They create a condition that makes things so untenable, so horrible, that negotiation has to come about. Yeah. And I'm going to go, cl go close up. And that is only made necessary when every other set of conditions to make the negotiation possible have failed. War and military action is always the result of a failure of that which we will then have to solve in order to allow the kind of outcome that we want to become a reality. All the time. And if we treat people who choose to be in the military in the United States or those who are subscribed in other countries into, into militaries, if, if we act as if it's something else, well, they are the people that keep us safe, you know, that kind of thing. If we do that, then we're telling ourselves an untruth about how military violence or any kind of violence is utilized in the affairs of humanity. That's the preach on from me on this on this particular topic. So to the degree that Hamas is now going to say, can we have a truce for a period yeah. of day and days and release some or all of the hostages, has all kinds of negotiation stuff going on. And I can see reasons why people uh, would be against it and for it, and there's, there's all kinds of things. But at some point, the bombing and killing and maiming on both sides is going to stop and has mm -hmm. to stop. And... And, 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 and we have to just understand that in a world in which we're going to use violence, what it actually does and what it doesn't do. Yes. Heavy. Yeah. Absolutely. I, cheers. All right. Should I push another button? Yeah.
No, that's oh. the George. That's the George Santos <laughs> button. That's the wrong button. People should. You know what I should do? I should show people what what I what I actually do here. Was that loud? I have this little machine, and this little machine has these scenes on it. Uh, and when I push these little buttons, it changes the scene that's on the screen. Yeah. So sometimes when I say, "Oh, I pushed the wrong button," I, I'm not being metaphorical. Yeah, it's very literal. <laughs> very literal. Push wrong. And it's extremely hard to read these. And sometimes I rearrange them and push them around and all this stuff just before we get started. And I, and and you know, now when producer Dan is 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 at the helm, he's 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 no, much to more do, in depth to do to do less things. Yes, and can can focus his attention in a way that's uh, that's yeah. that's good and right. So that's uh, that that. That's right, I'm looking with. for a, I'm looking for a clever transition. Um, jacketless. Jim Jordan is, uh, I don't know, what are, what are we? Jackie Jim? This this impeachment of Joe Biden, it's not going to happen. It's yeah, not well, going to happen. Okay, that, that's, that's... It's kind of like war. Like, it's kind of like violence. It It's happening for a while, and then it has to end. Yeah, it's gonna and go to uh, this, this impeachment of uh, Joe Biden... Okay, here's here's the thing. We many of us were promised because we paid attention to what Republicans said that when and, and this this reminds me. Do you remember when Kevin McCarthy was a Speaker of the House and now he's not? Oh, now he's the good not. Old days, right? I'm just I'm just just so pleased about that that feeling of uh, uh, of something that was and now isn't anymore. That that feeling. Oh. Just, just terrific. So I'm just basking in that for a moment. But when he was yeah. the speaker, he said, hey, don't you people... He, he, he berated a reporter, and I watched the video of it, maybe even shown it here on the podcast. Hey, uh, you uh, don't you think it's important that we find out what was going on with Biden? Don't you think it's important we look into the bank records? Don't like we're just all we want to do is use impeachment inquiry to get this out in the open because we have tools then that we can utilize. It was really to try to keep Matt Gates from calling for his removal as the speaker before he ultimately did. So he launches this whole thing. And we were told by the then Speaker of the House, by many Republicans who are chair of committees, that we will see things that this committee is going to discover that will shock mm -hmm. this nation about how oh. Joe Biden has behaved. Oh, the about Biden how he is a family. criminal syndicate. So they've been poking around, digging around, looking up bank records, looking at the laptop, all this stuff. And now they've got one thing left, their last thing that's on their docket, apparently, or among the last things, if it's not the, the last thing, is to depose Hunter Biden before the committee. How do you think that's going to go, right? Think they're going to get something out of Hunter Biden that they haven't gotten through all the other investigations? And then in January, they're going to write their report, and there's going to be nothing here. And all of this for years of people saying, once Congress looks into this, you will see it. My red hat, uh, blue hat conversation partner, Casey, tells me that repeatedly, hasn't mentioned it in weeks. The Republicans have just moved on from this thing. Um, and it still is, you know, bouncing around a little bit. Uh, it'll come to a vote, and I think many of the moderate Republicans are going to say, I am not voting for the impeachment of Joe Biden over you saying that his money he gave to his brother-in-law didn't actually go for a down payment. on. Like, it's just it's so outrageous. And again, it has always and only been about you impeach Donald Trump 
Democrats, we're going to impeach your guy. That's it. That's all it has ever been. That's been the motivation top to bottom about, uh, about, about all of this. Do you think any differently? No, I don't. I just, my, uh, my 1030 meeting just canceled. So I am sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's good news. Good news. I'm I was trying to figure out if I was going to have to wind this thing. Yeah. Down yeah. 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 Or yeah. You if we were could just keep out. chatting all day and, uh, we can keep chatting all day because well, my I'm 1030 so... meeting just canceled. We can chat so, GPT yeah. all day. Yeah. Listen, Jim Jordan is a joke. He's a farce. His his insistence on trying to impeach Joe Biden, the ridiculous talking point of the weaponization of the federal government, it he's a farce. He was proved proven to be a farce. Yes. The American people don't take him seriously. No. His own caucus doesn't take him seriously. Yes. If they well did, said. they would have elected him Speaker of the House, but he couldn't even get the votes enough votes to like to even get close to making that happen. Yes, right. Jim Jordan is just he needs to join George Santos in the like the dustbin of history. Like I'm so done with this guy. Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, like this guy's a joke too, but thankfully he's got enough brains in his head to know like we got to stop playing these games we need to fund the government and stop threatening shutdowns hey mike john hey jim jordan matt gates mike johnson just did exactly what yes. you removed kevin mccarthy yes, from he speakership he did exactly the same thing yes kept the government open with a short-term funding with democratic votes he did the exact same thing yeah like because he knows that this is a care. joke. He said there's no like that we're not moving forward on the impeachment of Joe Biden because he knows this is a joke. The American people are watching. Doug, did you see that the Republican Congressional Campaign Committee? I don't I, I they've got a different name. It's not the it's the Republican equivalent of the the D Triple C. It's the R Triple C, but it's mm -hmm. not a triple C. Whatever it is. They tip in September, they brought in uh, nine million dollars, hmm. um, which was down a bit from what they normally bring in. In October, they brought in five million dollars in donation. <laughs> like, they're going the wrong direction by a lot, by a lot, and 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 the reason is like in is because the American people see the joke that is the Republicans yeah. in the House of Representatives, and they just want like this ridiculousness to be over yes. from George Santos to Jim Jordan to like these doofuses, you know, you know, threatening each other, you know, to fight outside oh, in the middle dude. of hearings. Was, was that just last week that we saw that or was yeah, that, was, was that in between? Week, yeah. Yeah. It was last week. That was a okay. uh, Mark, Mark Wayne, Mark Wayne, Mark yeah, yeah. Wayne, McQueen. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's just ridiculous. And these people need to go away. They're yes. not serious. And I'm just, I'm so tired of them. And speaking of them, you know, Speaker Mike Johnson goes and bends the knee yes. to the, you know, the great orange one in Mar-a-Lago. 
And just want to acknowledge Jim's uh, uh, fun comment that uh, George Santos will be leaving a jacket for Jacketless Jim when he leaves. <laughs> so he'll always have a jacket that he could wear. He could wear the Santos jacket. Great line, Jim. Uh, <clears throat> good one. Yeah, yeah. So, so House Speaker Mike Johnson, first of all, endorses Trump at this stage. <laughs> Just, I mean, unbelievable, right? Uh, it's it's just so beneath what, to the degree of whatever the speaker is supposed to, speakership is supposed to be and do. Come on, man. And then he went down to Mar-a-Lago and bent the knee and met and met with Trump. Like, could he be any more Kevin McCarthy? And remember when he was a speaker of the house and now isn't? Could he be any more that guy? I mean, makes the same deal with the Democrats. Speaks the same way about the impeachment stuff that that Kevin McCarthy did, and then goes down to Mar-a-Lago for a meet and greet with the with the pumpkin. It's amazing. <laughs> These guys, uh, Rob. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. It is truly exhausting. And, and 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 look, we care about this at a personal and professional level. And I don't know how other people who are just your standard Republican can wrap their heads around this stuff. It's just, it's just so bonkers. Now, now the argument could be, and this is what the, actually I think the argument that, that Republicans should make is, look, in divided government, when you have different political parties that hold control of different branches, you're only going to get so much stuff done. They, yes. they should lower expectations. yes. They should be saying, here's the stuff we are passing. Because I think like Congress last time or sometime when it was divided Congress is actually the most productive Congress on run-of-the-mill stuff that they got got together. So so there's an argument that could be made that way. But they're not doing that. You know, they they could say, look, there's only so much stuff we can get done. And and we know that we're toiling over here in the House without the Senate and without the White House. So, you know. We're, we're going to yeah. make sure the government stays open. We're going to pass the important bills. We're going to debate yeah. some things. Yep. But that's and not even what they're yes. doing. Yeah. And we're like, uh, they, yeah, they ought to be, they ought to be positioning themselves as, listen, we've got divided government. They Democrats have the Senate, have the, have the white house. What we're here to do is put guardrails on yep. making sure they don't go too far. They don't become too extreme. Like they could position themselves like as a check and balance that works with Democrats, but not in that, like, that works to, yeah. you know, curb the most extreme aspects of Democratic uh, agenda. And they could then position themselves as pretty effective. Instead, they've got Chip Roy going to the floor of the House of Representatives screaming about how they can't get anything done. He yes. says, give me one thing to campaign on, one thing. All I need is one thing. Because we haven't done it. Because yeah. they're a joke. Yeah. Well, and they've they've chosen for this not to for that not to be their tactic, right? Yeah. They've chosen for it to be oppose Biden, support Trump, and get yourself on podcasts and Fox News and and hit up your small dollar donors. I mean, it's it's just they have they've whittled it down to just not being for and really even against anything people care about. Now, I, I'm not making a suggestion that Democrats have this figured out. It's unclear to me what Chuck Schumer is doing 
as the majority leader in the Senate. Yeah. Rob, I, oh. just to acknowledge it for a minute, we run a weekly podcast about yeah. politics and the common good and believe that stopping Trumpist kinds of candidates is crucial for the well-being of the planet and everyone who lives on it. We've had zero stories that have been related to what the Senate is saying is important for the American people to move things forward. We barely have talking points from the Biden administration to react to and respond to. It's insane to me. Yeah. I I mean, I consume levels of news that, 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 you know, are, are on par with other people in the same industry. I don't know what Chuck Schumer is saying, this is the message for Democrats. I don't know really what Joe Biden is saying, this is the message that we need to be pushing and the big story and what's the, you know, what's the narrative. It it is shocking to me how how little of this there is when there's so much, you know, the the news feeds are are unlimited. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're, You're totally right about that. And, you know, it's just, it's frustrating. And I mean, and talk about, like, we talk about George Santos leaving Congress, and we didn't even talk about the implications of that to the very slim Republican majority in the House. Uh, Joe Manchin announced he's not running for reelection, which means Jim Justice, the Republican um, governor of, mm-hmm. of West Virginia, is going to be elected for, as a senator from West Virginia. Um, yes, you know, bringing, you know, <laughs> eliminating the one vote uh, um, majority that uh, that Democrats have, like, like everything feels like it is just razor thin. Like it's just. Everything is so tight. Like and the flip of a coin, my man. Like the flip of a coin. See what they did there. And and Democrats are not Democratic leadership are not giving us anything yeah. to ping off of, to campaign on, to yeah. Super now now they, they will argue the campaign sides of this stuff will argue it's too soon, right? Like there's a reason that you sell uh, a bunch of your candy for Halloween in late September, early October. Like you don't, you don't package that stuff up in April. You know, that's, that's Easter candy, right? Like their idea is there's a, there's a calendar, there's a rhythm to this. Once we turn our sights and our target, I I just, uh, that is, uh, that is bad advice that they're taking and bad advice that they're giving. Um, it's, it, Give us a little bit as we go, could you? Anybody? And, and look, I'm sure people that are running Republican podcasts feel the same way. Like, could you just give us a little? The common sense inside the Politico world is so confusing to me, like yes. truly confusing. I don't understand why. They, they treat it like a pop-up store for selling Halloween candy. As opposed yeah. to, I it's don't a, know, yeah. Walgreens yeah, and Walmart that want you in there all the time, and then they yeah. boost you on the on the Halloween candy. Yeah, it's a spirit. It's a spirit Halloween store with like you know, it's there the it pop up with the. Uh, there it is. You, know, you can go to Walgreens and get your costume, but like you know, you yeah. want to go to Spirit Halloween. Yeah.
And I don't know who sells more. I, I don't know the economy of Halloween costumes and candies. But I just think it's, you, you have four years as the president, you have two years as a, as a House member, and you have six years as a, sen- there we go, six years as a senator to make your case so that what, by the way, you, you know, my, my theory on advertising, which I think relates to politics, is that mm-hmm. advertising doesn't get people to do something they don't want to do. There's no ad you've ever seen that hypnotized you into behaving in a way you don't want to behave. That's not the purpose of advertising. No one spends advertising dollars on that other than people buying Facebook ads to boost products that I don't want to buy and they're pushing them at me. They're just bad advertisers. Social media advertising has made people into bad advertisers. I'm on a rant here for a minute because people believe that advertising gets people to do things they don't want to do. They, they think it's trickery, right? Mm-hmm. Your common person who's going to boost a Facebook ad yes. or, or post believes, I got to get people to do something that they wouldn't do if they just looked at it clearly. That's not what advertising does. That's right. I think advertising does a couple of things. One, it tells people that your previous choice that you made to consume our product was a good choice. A major amount of advertising. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're watching a TV show and there's a ad for an automobile that makes the automobile look really great and sexy, and it's a Buick. Do you think Narrated you're targeted by Matthew McConaughey? Hey, there you go. Let's 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 build this out. Narrated by Matthew McConaughey or Tiger Woods. Do you think they're trying to get people that buy Toyotas? Here I said that. I don't know why. Toyotas to buy a Buick? No. They might not even be trying to get Buick owners to buy this next model. What they are doing is helping Buick owners feel really good about buying a Buick. So the next time they go to buy one, their sense of satisfaction is high. A major part of advertising is to keep your customer. It is crucially important. The second thing advertising can do is it tells you that something you do want exists and you didn't know it existed. Like when someone heard about the app Paste, which isn't paying us anything for this, but then they found out that on their computer they can download an app that then keeps track of all their Paste and they're like, I want that. If someone doesn't have a computer or do a lot of pasting, it's not going to be like, I should probably get that because that sounds like a great app. No, it it gets someone to buy something that they want that they didn't know existed. A great thing for advertising to do. The percentage of dollars that should be spent on convincing someone that you have a thing they want versus you already bought our thing and we want you to feel like you made a good choice, that's going to split the 100%. The 0% is getting people to do something they don't want to do. Political messaging needs to think in these same terms. Mm -hmm. Did you vote for a Democrat? Here's why you should feel good about it. Did you not vote for Trump? Here's why you should feel good about it. Are you wondering who you should vote for? Let us tell you about these things and see if this is what you want. Mm -hmm. Not... Let's figure out how to get you to do the thing you don't want to do. I mean, our primary work comes out of that idea, our primary vote common good work, to get faith voters who become dissatisfied, Mm -hmm. to feel increasingly dissatisfied with their dissatisfaction of Republicans, and to consider doing something they may want to do for the very first time, which to consider voting for somebody outside of the 
the Republican Party, and they've never done that before. That's what we're doing. Are we trying to get people who don't want to vote for Democrats to vote for them? Are we trying to get people who want to vote for Republicans to stop voting for Republicans? No, because it doesn't work. (laughs) But what does work is building confidence. So what they should be doing for all the time before election season is helping people feel good about the choice they made. Yeah. And honestly, I don't understand why there's so little that goes on. Because here's what Democrats do. I'm really on a rant now. Pardon me. I mean, you could take your, you could walk away. I, I could go full screen. You could walk away. It doesn't seem like it would matter to me at this point. Sorry about that, Rob. Yeah, Here, I'm reading Twitter. Here's here's the here's the, here's the thing. Now I've lost the thing. Okay, never mind. I had. A, I had Let a me tell you about my favorite I commercial. About what's, I think about what's hey. probably on Twitter. Please. Can I can I tell you my my favorite commercial mm-hmm. right now? I, I see it often while I'm watching football games, which is ironic because uh it is a commercial for women in menopause um viosa i think it is um it's a it's a medication for women who are going through menopause um to stop hot flashes and uh the commercial is all based around the idea of not flashes uh instead of hot flashes not flashes and uh you know it's a you know, it's your standard medical commercial, uh, pharmaceutical commercial. At the end, as all pharmaceutical commercials do, uh, it lists the side effects. Doug, the final side effect listed of Vioza, I think, I don't know, Vioza, I think that's what it was called. Uh, the final side effect of this medication, which eliminates hot flashes for women um, in menopause, Final side effect of taking this medication is hot flashes. <laughs> the medication that keeps you from that stops you from having hot flashes could cause hot flashes. Cause might might very well give you hot flashes. How, I mean, how do they say? Just, do they say? And if you're experiencing hot flashes, uh, see your no, dermatologist. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, it's you know it goes through you know. Some some people who take this medication might experience, you know, diarrhea, sleeplessness, you know, suicidal ideation and hot flashes. And like the voice kind of drops yeah. at the end, hot like flashes. we're trying to hide this yeah. one. Yeah. Sorry about that. You saw this one coming. You knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I showed this commercial to Vanessa because it makes me laugh so hard every time I see it. I showed it to Vanessa and she said, if this was a medication for men, this never would have made the air. Like, just like this just <laughs> never would have happened. Uh, you, think think those, you think those Cialis commercials be like, and could cause impotence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not going to have those. Nope. 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 Not, not doing that. Out there. Yep. Yep. I mean, there's a long while we watched some of those commercials and I'm like, I literally have no idea for this drug what the thing is it does. Oh, I know. Like it's a lot of innuendo and, but again, yeah. what they're doing is not, if, if you don't know, you don't know kind of theory, yeah. right? Like, oh, yep. if you don't know what's going on, you don't experience hot flashes. So you don't know the, we're not, we're not talking to you. And that's right. And, and this is how advertising works. Now, when you see things in your scroll, like right now on YouTube, uh, if, if you're, if you're watching this and you're getting cuts of monetization in between, uh, which we hope you are, um, uh, unless you, you know, uh, pay to not see ads. Or on Facebook right now, if you're scrolling, or on on X, if you're seeing seeing ads over there, someone's pushing those ads at your profile, 
and they're useless generally. I mean, I'm going to be hard on, on social media advertising, but they're probably working off of, you know, simple data that they know about you. That's why you're seeing ads of stuff you don't even want or just are related to your previous Google searches or Amazon shopping carts, this kind of thing. Um, they're not, they're not smart. The advertiser would love to know what you've already bought so they can help you buy it again. Mm -hmm. Cause repeat purchases drive businesses. Yes. Uh, you you've been in sales. You've walked around with your mm -hmm. bow tie on and your yeah. uh yes. glasses. Yes. It's easier to keep a customer than to make a customer. And it's important. In fact, a lot of salespeople, when you ask a, a person who's in sales, what's your job? And they're like, My job is to connect with our buyers, the people who buy our stuff. That's what I do. Pastors should know this. I've, you know, yep. you and I both been in the church world for a long time. A lot of us look right through the people who attend our churches on a regular basis to see if there's a visitor over there somewhere, because yeah. we want to also make sure that somebody who's made the shocking choice to walk into our church buildings on, on a given day uh, are recognized for the heroic level of work that they just accomplished to pull this off. But you, the, the, the most important thing in most businesses or churches or political movements are the people who are already in. Now, you do have to help the people who are new and getting in to find their way in, and mo most political situations, most churches, most bu many businesses, many open mics that certain podcast hosts have been attending uh, recently are, are not particularly good yeah. <laughs> at knowing social dynamics and how you help people sort of, sort of get in. But that's crucial work is to help people feel good about the choice that they've made. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking to somebody if they about politics or whatever, if they don't want to agree with you, you're on a different tack. I think, you know, we, we yeah. give this advice out in a thousand ways. Your best bet to somebody who doesn't agree with you is just to talk about yourself and your ideas in a way that they would say, well, that's more interesting than I thought it was. Yep. You know, I mean, that, that's about as far. And that's, that's pretty good work. Over 20 or 30 years, people be on their own personal roads to Damascus and be hit by that shining light of maybe my biases against this idea are not what they once were. So anyway, I, I, I wish that Democrats would give us a little more to talk about. And, um, and, and there'd be just be some strong, strong messaging yeah. uh, that, that, yeah. would be, that would be coming out of it. And I do not understand why there's not. Yeah, hey, uh, if anybody from the DNC is listening, um, we're not difficult to find. <laughs> we're happy to help. Compared to everybody else in the political industrial complex, we are not expensive. Um, just yeah. holler at yeah. us. Yeah. Like snuggled up as close to free as you can get. That's us. <laughs> uh, uh, very free adjacent, uh, yeah. you know, right there. Right, right. Free <laughs> right adjacent. Hey, hey by, <laughs> hey, by the way, a very nice comment from long ago that I didn't have a way to, didn't have a way to pop in from Pam Grace. Uh, thank you, Pam, who says, I am a monthly donor to, to Common Good. Uh, I'll try to amp up my donation. I've been a fan and supporter of Common Good and the Christian left, which I think uh, Pam might be watching this uh, for a number of years. I always try to remind Christians of what Jesus and the Gospels really taught. Uh, Pam, very much appreciate uh, that. And uh, uh, you, you being a, a consistent donor to the work we do, um, the only way we do what we do is people give us the money to do it. We don't have an actual product that we sell. 
But hold that thought for a minute. Maybe we do have a burgeoning online tea stream store that if you're on our email list, you're going to get something about for Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Cyber Tuesday? Cyber Monday. Um, yeah, might be a chance for you to pick up a little something, a little a little common goodery on the... Uh, but we don't really make any money off of stuff that we'd sell on a Teespring store. We have to buy a $25 shirt. If you want to give us $25, don't get a shirt. Just give us the $25. But if you want to feel good about being a Vote Common Good supporter, get a shirt. Right? That's why people sell shirts. Uh, I mean, uh, okay, I'm, I'm about to go on another, another batch of how this all works. Why there's logos on things. Logos are not on things. Okay. Are we, oh, my coffee <laughs> cup, hit the button. All right, are we done? Are we done? Hour and done. 16 minutes. So much. Hey, uh, I think this is going to be it for the week on the on the podcast stream. Appreciate all yeah. of you who've been around. Yep. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, uh, everybody. Jim, Mike, Yabbits, Danny, Alex. Dodie. Yeah, you guys. Are you scrolling? Uh, Dave, Terry. Great. Good to have you all. Oh, I didn't even see Terry's. Hi, Terry. Pam. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, Pam, Pam, I feel like you're a new commenter. Terry, I feel like you're a new commenter. We, 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 we love the comments. And so many of our comments now are coming through YouTube. We appreciate that. Um, we're doing all we can to get uh, our YouTube life a-flowing. Um, we can have some impact on that. So truly, I know people say this all the time. If you're watching this long, you're willing, if you're on YouTube, to hit the like button. I, whatever the algorithm is on YouTube, nobody really knows, and we don't know what thing YouTube uses. But as long as they've got a like button and a subscribe Smash button. Smash them. Yeah, uh, click it. The algorithm figures out based on a lot of different things. But the biggest thing that the YouTube algorithm uses is if you watch us and then you watch something else, the other person who watched your something else, they're going to start pushing this to them. That's the fundamental way it works. Um, and they're doing that on a mass scale. So when you're watching around and watching other things, um, that's, that's how it's, uh, that, that, that's what it wants to deliver. It believes that other human beings' behavior is the best predictor for what might be your behavior. Now, whether whether that's true or not, I don't know, because I see some stuff that advertised to me on YouTube that I'm like, seriously? Huh. Why do you like that? Oh, 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 is Ampic? No, no. What was the hot flash thing? Uh, Viotra? Vioza? Vioza. I bet we're going to see that now. I think it's going to yeah. think it's going to rip the audio right out of this thing, and there's going to be a Vioza ad running for somebody. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I just, hope so. just wait till the end and, and chuckle a little bit when they say, this medication may cause hot flashes. If you really want to see those ads, just Google like the Vioza or, or YouTube search the Vioza ad and then watch that video. And then you'll really start to see a lot of ads about yeah. stuff like yep. that. Exactly. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Rob. Uh, we didn't even say what you're going to do. What, what are you going to do? Are you going to you're going to eat a turkey? Absolutely. Yep. And uh, going to do that with uh, with my son, Calvin, who's coming home today, which making the flight from New York City to Northwest Arkansas and looking forward to spending a few days with him, being together with family. Be a good time. Has he graduated from the from the school that he was attending there? He has. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you can He is just he's just he just lives in New York now. Now, he's now a New I, Yorker, lives I know in and 
I know and think highly, of course, of Calvin. So, mm. but every parent's little level of concern when their child goes to college and then comes home over Thanksgiving is pretty deep about, oh, I wonder how we're now going to be lectured about the things we don't really know about that they've now learned in college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a reason they're called sophomores. <laughs> Good one. Once they're uh, once they're out of college, sometimes that can tone down a little bit. So may that be, and I'm not saying Calvin is particularly that way, but just can see, it can just feel, feel, it can just feel a little easier to be like, look, the zeal of the newly converted and the passion of the newly informed is intense, and. And you get it as a parent, but boy, it would be nice if you didn't have to, uh, you know, endure. Do you guys have any food battles? Uh, do you have Do you have uh, food, uh, you know, choices? Um, vegans, non people that want no, animals so treated. So this in year, ways, um, mixing this meats year, with their. Yeah, this year, Vanessa's. I, we have had our Thanksgiving meal pretty, you know settled for many oh. years now oh and like it's oh i'm sorry uh siri uh jumping what was your in AI saying? um yeah it, siri was just telling me she couldn't set an alarm um I, okay i didn't ask you to um you know we uh um but this year we are adding into the mix uh sister-in-law and some nibblings uh which by the way is my new favorite word nibbling nieces and nephews it's gender neutral nieces and nephew nibblings um you know some so isn't that isn't isn't nibbling an alternative for non-gendered siblings no it's no sibling is non-gender sibling is instead of brother or sister nibbling is for nieces or nephews where are they getting the ling I don't know. It's just, but it's a great word, nibbling. So, so it's nibblings and uh, and sister in law. And I saw the list of pies that are being made. Doug is one a nibbling pie. There was not pumpkin pie on the list. Really? Yeah. It was like there was fudge pie, and there was like some cream huh. stuff. I'm like, where's the pumpkin pie? Yeah. Why, 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 why? This is Thanksgiving. I mean, okay, I'm Michael not Jackson. Biggest... Are you going to start with the man in the mirror and make a pumpkin pie, or no? Okay, <laughs> you're not going to be the solution to I your own problem. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I I don't know what's going to happen to our meal. You know, introducing this new variable of sister-in-law and nibblings, and uh, you know, is this going to is this going to totally mess up Thanksgiving? That's the big fear. Yeah, but 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 my favorite Thanksgiving tradition. Well, I don't know if it's my favorite. One of my favorite Thanksgiving traditions: drunk Mario Kart. Oh, that's a game. Uh, Mario, Mario Kart? Kart's a game. When you add drinking to it, it becomes drunk Mario Kart. Okay, and uh, especially you know Thanksgiving morning, you're watching some parade. You know, you got parade going on one screen, another screen, you know, drinks in hand. You got uh, got a little Mario Kart happening. It's good times. Huh. What What is After Mario Kart? Is it a video game? Yeah. Oh, my heart. How old are you? 57. It's 
<laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a little racing game. You're in a vehicle and you're driving, and it's it's like it's fun when you're drunk. I mean, it's fun all the time. Don't deny it's it. Don't deny more it. fun. More fun when you're drunk. Uh, and I this is this is this is uh, oh, simply a statement of fact. And there is, I mean, nof, there there's no uh, innuendo behind it. I have never played a video game. Wow. I played Pong as a kid, but like anything where there's a controller in your hand and a screen and you're doing the thing, I, I've never done one. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Wow. Uh, like, it's just not in my, it, we, we've never had one. Like when our kids were, we were like, hey, I mean, we were these parents. Around our house, you go outside and play. Find a brick <laughs> of, find an old uh, old block of wood from a two by four and go figure out how to play with it. Like you're not, we, we didn't have Xboxes. We didn't have Sony Playstations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was we're never not, into it. Yeah, we're not big um, video yeah. game people, but. Um, but you at least know, you, you know what's going on. Yeah, you're not yeah. a Luddite. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, a, I'm a Luddite when it comes to that. But what we are going to play this week uh, is Air Pictionary. Oh, you okay. like draw it? Kinda. So watch this AI uh, lover. There's a pen that's yeah. big, big and long. Has yeah. a laser uh, LED kind of light on the end. You use an iPad with a camera pointed at, at you. Mm -hmm. And as you move in the air, it puts that on the screen with oh, a line, fun. whatever you're drawing. And then you can cast that to a TV. So have the TV behind the person or the the iPad in front with only the back camera facing them so they can't see it, or you can make it easy mode. But anyway, then the person draws in the air without seeing and then has to yeah. guess it. That's going to be our, that's gonna like be our thing. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. So we're going to give that a try. And and I would imagine knowing our children and their uh, their partners, people are just like, this is stupid. We're not doing this anymore. Like it's going <laughs> to, it, or it has a chance to be great. But I think it could also just be, this is this is this is dumb. So I've got to be super subtle about how hard I pitch it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, this is an option. This is a thing yeah. we maybe could do. Anybody, anybody wanna you see this thing yeah. later on? I know we could try it. As hey, opposed to like let's give this a Hey, hey, everybody, come in here. We're gonna Yeah. If I go that route, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's 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 a it's adult it's adult payback. Because at some point, my children who are now 30, 31, 32, 33, will say, remember when we were teenagers and we went on that trip and drove to, to, to Washington, D.C., and you bought matching visors, or you bought visors for all mm. of us in different colors, and we had to wear them every time we left the car? Mm. <laughs> Which did mm. happen. Oh my God, it was hilarious. Four kids, <laughs> and we're all we're all wearing visors, traveling in a van, you know, a Dodge Caravan across the country, and getting out at things and having to have the visors on, or you had to stay in the car. Well, they're still clearly, mad, still yeah. mad about it. 15, 16 years later, clearly, eighteen years later, twenty years coming, later, baby. Like vote coming, good visors needs to be a thing. When we're stopping at the uh, the loves and the uh, you know the flying jays around the country, we're walking in with our vote common good visors. 
Oh, Shelly and I used to, we would just giggle. We thought it was so, and it is still fun to this day. Like when it comes up and Rob, yeah. as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly and this will come up. <laughs> um, someone will bring it up. And uh, it's, 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 now, it's now like the lore and metaphor for you can't tell us what to do anymore. <laughs> thing you know that uh yep, yep. i'm not wearing the visor dad yeah, yeah and i'm not playing your air pictionary either uh you know all in love and fun but also like no no, no. like that that quickie mart stop really 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 shook me yeah mm-hmm. uh, i'll show you pictures sometimes that we still that we still have around of kids just grumping with these visors on but i'll tell you what if you've got a family of six which we did at the time and you all come strolling in with visors, either on your head or around your neck or, you know, on your wrist. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. It's, it's really great. And you had a family of six. Did you do stuff like that? Did you ever do like any matchy stuff that as a family that you had to do? Did you have any of that? No. Huh. Oh, sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And um, uh, hey, you know, we didn't even bring up, you're from Northwest Arkansas. And and look, it might be Black Friday for a lot of businesses to get out of, you know, to to get in the black because of what they sell. Nothing like being in Turkeyville down there in Northwest Arkansas, where they are moving through some birds in the last, uh, probably even now. I don't know. I mean, they're maybe maybe now they're they're done. Maybe all the birds have been packaged up and shipped out. But Tyson and and isn't there another yep. one down there? Is there yeah, another? Yeah, George's. Yeah, yep. Butterball. Yeah. There's a butter butterball butter facility. Ball. Yeah, we've got. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yep. it's dark. Big doings here, dude. It's dark. All right, see ya. Bye, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, and do what you can to vote common good.